Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take aim. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and I got my co-host alongside me, per usual, Elliot, the ductator himself from Freelance Duck Hunting. And we got we got a good one planned for you tonight. Guys, if there's ever been a week where I have done more duck preparation in the offseason, I don't know if there's ever been a, a week like that. So we got, we got a ton of stuff to talk about. Elliot's been churning it out, too. Um, so it's going to be a good one, but before we get into that, before that's, 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 that's the agenda for today. But before we do that, let's get a quick thanks from our partners and we'll dive right into it. But how you, how you doing Elliot? You doing good? Oh, I'm doing great. Except for the fact I'm looking to buy some dynamite to blow up my pool. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever, I, I, I thought I would, thought I would never have a pool. And we moved to this place. I inherited a th- massive 30 foot in diameter above ground, above ground pool. And this thing is a money pit. And oh my gosh, Jordan. I I only like the pool when we're actually at the pool and like have people over. Other than that, I hate that stupid thing. Yeah. I think they require a lot of of upkeep from what I've heard from. Oh my gosh. Well, I I, I don't want to go into it. Uh, (laughs) We spent a whole day painting it, which was fine, but I got a new liner last week or last year and now it's leaking. And so now I got to try to find the leak. It's just one thing after another. It's just a freaking money pit. It's Mm. one thing after another. So I've been that mixing the whole pool thing into the boat line build and the motor stuff and making all the videos. It's been like, like you, it's been a crazy week. Just been busy, 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 busy. You know, what's, you know, what's better than uh, owning a pool. Not owning a pool. (laughs) Having a good buddy who has a pool that lives close to you. (laughs) Yeah. You don't have to do any of the, the Mm. upkeep and maintenance and all that. And you can go swimming whenever you want. So. Yeah, it is nice to have There are times which I, I have, absolutely do enjoy having it and the deck's looking great now we got some ast- some turf to put down on it and umbrella and painted the deck and now the water's seeping out oh. <laughs> <laughs> not a good feeling what we're gonna oh yeah no 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 not not a good feeling but oh well duck hunting's around the corner yep yep all right let's go ahead we'll jump into the partners give a big thanks to those fellas and um we'll get right into the the content for tonight. So first off, I'd like to give a big thanks to Onyx. Onyx, guys, if you haven't used it and people in your in your area are, then you are definitely at a disadvantage. Onyx is perfect for getting permission on pi- private land and finding out where you stand on public land. Um, just open it up. You can download the maps if there's not if there's not cell service. Download them ahead of time. You open it up. And you can look, you can click on it and tell you right where you're standing. If it's public, if it's private, if it's private, it gives you the landowner's name, their tax information. You can find their address from that right there on the app and knock on the door and know right away if you can hunt it. Perfect. It's awesome. They actually added something new. They just added something new. They have crop layers, which is really cool. Crops, most of the time, they're on a rotation. So if you see last year's beans, you're knowing by looking at your your map right there if it's if it's going to be corn this year. So that's that's super cool um, layer that they just added this year. Um, check them out, guys, on X, on phone, smartphone, Apple, Android, or your web as well. Guys, I want you, when you're done listening to this podcast and you're sitting down, I want you to go to patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting because Jordan and I have so much going on over there. We've got so many people joining up and join us over there. We're constantly talking back and forth. So in fact, we just got done recording the Waterfowler's Guide, which is a Patreon-only exclusive. It's kind of a 101, but some nuggets for those advanced hunters out there as well. And Jordan and I are giving away a hunt. You can come hunt with us. If you are on Patreon, we're going to do a drawing, and one person plus a friend is going to come to get to hunt two days with us. And we're actually going to pay for some of those expenses, about $300 or so, we're thinking. So we're going to pay for some of your travel expenses. Come on over to patreon.com slash freelance duck hunting and join Jordan and I over there for a bunch of extra cool stuff. Awesome. 
Also like to give a big thanks out to Bandit, Avery, and Greenhead Gear. Um, guys, every week I am going through my list of off-season needs and wants. And, and Bandit.com is your one-stop solution for the duck hunter. Um, they got the decoys. They got the dog training gear. gear they got the, the waders. They got the camo. Um, you know, everything that you could need and things that you don't need that you want. <laughs> you can find them over lots there. Lots of that. Yeah, lots, lots of that. Lots of that. <laughs> yeah. So right now, perfect time. Spread it out so the wife's not, you know, um, not uh, giving you the the stank eye when you're uh, putting in a, a huge order a week before season. So check them out, guys. <laughs> Banded.com. So is that it? Is that all of them? I think that's it. Motion ducks. Oh, motion ducks. Okay, yeah. Motion ducks. Jeez, I can't forget that. They're one of our, maybe our longest standing um, partner. We talk about it every single week, guys. If you don't have a motion ducks decoy spreader by now, you are missing out. Your pro, pro product code is DUCKGUN10, all caps, for 10% off, free shipping, free anchor bag. Jordan and I have been using it two or three years. The data from Freelance Sunstats shows that I kill more ducks with no wind with motion ducks than without. And that makes me an absolute believer. I think the way to go is the, what's the name of the, the you've got the four ducks, you got the four duck spreader system, but then you get the seven duck spreader system. I think that's the way to go. Yep. In fact, sometimes I know Jordan has hunted with, that's it, the seven decoys. And mm-hmm. man, they move. I was watching a video of mine, actually work on an edit and um, it was the off season simulated hunt. The thing about it, the difference between this and a jerk rig is it looks like a flock of ducks swimming around. It doesn't look like just a string of ducks, you know, that are just acting weird. It looks like a flock of ducks moving around. So go get it, man. Get it now. It's worth it. Absolutely. Awesome. All righty. Let's go ahead and jump in today's podcast. So, Elliot, man, I have had a a crazy, <laughs> a crazy last I don't even know. Five days. It's just been like a an absolute blitz of of duck hunting, and I don't uh, not duck hunting, but duck hunting preparation. I don't know what it is, man. But like the depression has hit. Like it was. It's been like I didn't have any duck depression at all. And like whatever, whatever it is, the week of like this last week, man, it hit me like. A freight train, <laughs> like where I was really? just like, all of a sudden I just missed it really, really bad. Like I was just like, man, yeah. I want to, I want to be out there. I want to shoot. And I think it's honestly all the stuff I've been doing in, in preparation. I just want to be out there. And then kind of, I've gotten, kind of got to the day where I feel absolutely overwhelmed with everything that I'm trying to accomplish before duck season. And I'm having like worries and doubts. I'm like, I'm not going to have, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not going to get everything done. And like you're, I brought it on not. myself. <laughs> you're not. I've brought it on myself. Right now. Go with your worries, because I from your new addition that you bought, which which was crazy. You're not gonna get everything done, Jordan. You probably won't get half the stuff done. Oh man, don't say it. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I, I'd be. I'm not a betting man, but I'd be willing to bet. You're just loading yourself up, man. <laughs> then you take Father's Day off to go goof around. Well, it's Father's Day, man. You got to, I got to, got to take, <laughs> got to take my dad out and and shoot some clays. Yeah. So that looks so fun. So let, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna walk you through this whole timeline because I think I can go through okay. one thing after another. And some of the stuff I've shared with you in Marco Polo so is not going to be a surprise, um, but we can go through a lot of it. So. Um, and we've actually talked about some of the stuff too. So, um, but man, we went out, um, I went out on Saturday. I don't know if I told you this part or not, but, um, Southern coat, Southern Oak kennels North had like an open thing there. Um, we've had Donnie on the podcast way back in the day, man, it's probably been about two years since he was on it. And he's the, the head trainer over there and they're, uh, they're linked up in some way with Barton Ramsey, obviously, cause they got the same kind of name. They're, they're like a, a satellite campus or I don't even know what you want to call it. They're the North campus for Southern Oak Kino. So they have the same mm-hmm. breeding dogs and all that. Their dogs look pretty cool. Um, you know, and, uh, anyway, so they had, British? I, I believe so. They are British labs. Mm-hmm. Um, so chief man, he looked like a freaking like Mastodor next to, <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> he's just walking around. I'm like, looking at chief. I'm like, man, like, like he just looks so weird compared to like, yeah, like he's a giant. <laughs> yeah. Like there was a, I stood next to this guy and he had a, a pup 
It wasn't even a pup, okay? That's how I, I felt like it was a pup. No, it was a four-year-old female and uh, <laughs> like 65 pounds. And Chief's over there like rocking it at 100. Um, yeah. It was pretty funny. So, but he, oh, man, he, I should I should have known better. Like we, we've gone to, I went to some of the training events, HRC Club, um, last year. And we did it for a while. And like after doing it, like he would do it. He would do like he'd retrieve from the the throwers and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And oh man, I should have known. I should have known better. Um, they were just letting people go up, right? And like man, he he just he literally he like refused to go retrieve. Like, <laughs> so what was the setup that they were doing exactly? Was it like a simulated HRC hunt test or um? What what was exactly the setup? Man, they did a, a whole bunch of stuff. They did a bunch of cool stuff. They did like shooting through like some keyholes at like 250 yards where it would be like mm-hmm. uh, two trees that are really close. I think that's called a keyhole. Um, but like they do all these kind of things with, with these high trained dogs. Super cool. I wish I had the time. I wish I lived close. And I, I mean, maybe at some point in my career, I will have that time. I'd love to have that time. Um, it's not right now, but I would love They're to get to that point. Double marks or, Mostly single marks or doubles or they were doing they were it just depended on the dog's level right so yeah. they would do like a single mark you know or they do I mean I, they do a bunch of different things you know if if the guy came up and his dog was really good well they they all, they all knew each other and 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 they could um, account for that and, and so I saw some guys do some really impressive stuff with their dogs on really far retrieves and all that kind of stuff and so I'm like man I'm just gonna go up for one mark see how Chief does and. Man, he, I, and I talked to I talked to uh, Wally a little bit after that, and uh, and he was just saying like with those intact males, they get out there and all the smells and all that. Like if they're not used yeah. to it, and he hadn't been out there for like he literally. I sent him on the first mark. I don't know if he saw it. I I'm gonna say he didn't. And then like man, he just wanted to sniff all over the ground and pee on stuff. Oh, was man, that was embarrassing. <laughs> was distracted. It was a really embarrassing. It was oh man. Because then were you uh, blushing? Um, like that level of embarrassment, like red face embarrassment. N- I probably should have been. It was just <laughs> the thing was I just knew that I shouldn't have done it. Uh, you know what yeah. I mean? I'm just like because I, I tried to I tried to get him on some bumpers and like in the backyard, like he's just been killing it. Like we've been doing it for the last few weeks, um, doing great. And then I get out there and like he just. It didn't seem interested. And I thought if I got him up on the line and he saw the mark and he was behind, like in front of all the dogs and all that, nah, he was just like, he just, he just wanted to sniff and pee and everything. Oh yeah, pretty much. Pretty much that was the issue. So honestly, I was super, I was super embarrassed about that, but I did get him to go (laughs) on one short, short, um, a mark. And he went out there, grabbed it, and, came, and brought it back. It's like I, mean, I was surprised when you sent that Marco Polo that you were taking a Saturday to do that, just because you had so many projects. I knew how many projects you were have going on. So when I saw you were doing that, I was really surprised that 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 I didn't see that coming. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I I just thought I, you're right. There's there's a lot of projects I I was working on, but I knew about it for a long time. Um, it's just something to kind of meet some of the other guys that are, are somewhat local to me and, mm-hmm. and up there, hunt up there in Michigan. And you never know kind of um, what yeah. connections you're going to get. And just, I just wanted to check out the place and, and see all that. So, um, you know, and you, you got to take, uh, you got to take some time off here or there. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Did yeah. they work any blinds with any of the dogs? They were, I mean, they did all kinds of stuff. Um, honestly, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't even stay for the whole thing. I left like partway through and, and um, got back got back uh to it so <laughs> but it sounds fun though I, yeah i, I, I wish man, that i can't wait to go to something like that uh, like i said i wish that i could go like when i was going to the hrc one man chief was definitely picking it up um mm-hmm. but i think that uh i think with with him i mean he's a five-year-old dog it's like by the time i get him all trained up on that he's gonna be like getting old you know what i mean so yeah. At this mm-hmm. point, I think that I'm going to wait for my next dog to really kind of hammer all the technical stuff. Chief is an awesome meat dog. That's what I say about him. Yeah. He has one flaw, he breaks. And besides that though, man, like he's got a nose like you wouldn't believe. Um he's got great drive and he j- he just knows the game. He knows exactly what I need him to do. He goes out there, he gets the birds, he brings them back and he'll do that indefinitely. Um Yeah. You know, 
it, it does stink that he embarrassed me on the <laughs> on the that level. But yeah. you know, those people hopefully uh well, I don't know. I don't know exactly what to say people about it. See it. I mean, those people see it, just like Chris Jobman was saying, because I was talking about the walk of shame where I went and watched the HRC hunt test and this lady was running her dog and mm-hmm. the dog just wouldn't listen. Yeah. Uh, the dog was on the mark and then just, and then she was trying to call it back. She, the dog was just made her look like a fool yep. and she had to walk clear out there, walk the dog. Oh, that's what back. I did. And, and well, even Chris said he's had to do that. Yeah. So it's like, people are used to dogs. You get them <laughs> in a new setting. And he's, he said, he's got all those smells new side. Those guys that go to those things. I don't think they're the type. They they just see it, and I don't think yep. they're the types to like really think negatively about it. Seems no. like a good crowd. The, the yeah, dog, definitely the, nice the, people. The dog guys are a pretty good crowd. Definitely, but you want when you put your dog up on the line, you just you're just like imagining the mark's going to go. You're going to send the dog. He's going to go out there, grab it, bring it back, oh, yeah. and then you'll do it again. It's just like because that's oh, what yeah. he does during duck season, you know. <laughs> so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's what he does in the backyard. But with all the the pee everywhere and and all all the dogs mm-hmm. and all that, it's just like. He he wanted none of that. So I'm I mean I just out of principle I, like I did the walk of shame where I just kept going out further and farther and he just until finally I could get him on and then like it was actually so it was so bad I got out there and then I literally couldn't find where the stupid dummy was like to make him get it <laughs> and so I'm like I don't even know where it's at and luckily uh, luckily they saved me because they uh said hey we'll just launch it we'll launch an, another one and so we're standing out there in the field. And they launched another one, and, and Chief went and got that one, so he could see it. So at least, at least we. I was like, oh, thank goodness! Like, you know, <laughs> oh man, that was. So, anyways, we'll jump to the next part. So, um, anyway, I bought a boat. We'll just we'll, we'll prefix it there. I actually just put it up on Instagram today. Got a ton of feedback from people, um, stories, people saying they've seen ones like it. Tons of people think it's awesome. Um, you know, I think it's awesome. LA pretty pretty awesome boat it looks really awesome yes it's definitely a unique boat and uh when you told me you got it and still i mean if i was like your life coach i'd be like like you'd be in timeout right now but it's very very cool looking and i can see why you bought it and your motive is to buy it and yeah it's it's hard to explain it's almost like a big sleek cool looking layout boat it's kind of how it's yeah shaped yeah, it's but, like really, really low profile, mm-hmm. and it's gonna run super shallow. Oh man, I'm I'm it super will. jacked. I'm super jacked about it. Honestly, I don't know how you're gonna hide it though. That's what I'm not sure. That's why I'm not. I don't. I mean, people I like that's that. the style that people can like. Like you don't have to hide the boat. You know what I mean? Like I do have to get some cover to to hide where we're sitting in the boat. You know what I mean? I don't. I don't know, man. I would want to hide the whole thing. I guess it depends where you're hunting. Um, on the river, you won't have to hide the boat. I promise you that. But uh, oh, sure. I'm I'm thinking of yeah. In my situations where I was using that in a marsh, because yeah, yeah. Because with us, I mean, when we've are you gonna try to lay out in that thing? And we won't lay out. No, it won't. So how are you gonna you gonna sit in there? I, I, honestly, I need to get it on the water first before I make any of those decisions. I need to get it on the water. So I haven't had it on the water yet. And I need to yeah. We need to describe it a little bit better. So, um, so. The story. So let's jump to the story. Um, so I just I saw this boat on Marketplace, and first time I saw it, I'm like, man, that's awesome. Um, I already got a boat. It's a little high price. It really wasn't that high price, but more than I wanted to pay. Um, and then my buddy sent it to me, and I'm still like, man, that's awesome. But like, I really wasn't really wasn't thinking about it. And then I saw him drop the price, and I just I looked where he was at. It was like right next to where I was doing that hunt test or the the open event, whatever you want to call it for, for that. It was like right next to it. And I'm like, man, I'm driving. I'm like, I just need to go see it <laughs> because this boat is super unique. It's, it's a hand built wood boat that is, it's wood. How do they describe it? It's fiberglass covered. Almost looks like it. The wrap almost looks like snakeskin. It's like fiberglass. Snakeskin. It's fiberglass. Um, it's fiberglass over wood and yeah, he, he did a great job on the, the camo as well. So it just, it looks sleek. It looks awesome. It's a unique boat. I didn't even know about these. So after I saw that, I started doing like research in it and there's like a whole community of people who build these 
wood boats and then cover them in fiberglass and hunt with them. So this and, one was homemade? That this boat was yeah, homemade? that's a homemade boat. Oh. Oh, it doesn't look like it. That's what I'm, I'm saying. It's, right it's super unique. Super unique. Okay, you get that thing up on plane with a mud motor behind you, <laughs> it's going to fly. I know. <laughs> I'm thinking it almost looks like a little speedboat kind of. It's really a, you guys got to get on his Instagram and check it out. Yeah. It's, I'll post them in the fellowship too guys. under this. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. gonna name it. I think I'm gonna name it like the the duck duck torpedo or something like that. I don't even know. <laughs> but yeah, no. So it's like super low profile, but there is. I've seen pictures of them grassed in and all that kind of stuff. That's what those rails are for, so you can tie tying grass to it. Okay, and they have some of that on the front too. Yeah, so all the way to the front. And so you you sit in the and you sit in the oh, inside. Yeah, yeah. So you can sit sideways in it. They're supposed to be super stable. All that kind of stuff. Again, I haven't even been in the boat yet because I'm I'm still working on that. Um and then you can have your dog sit up there on the bow. And so wait, that's yeah. I, I don't know boat terminology. Is that the front? Is bow the, the front? Yeah. Okay. Bow's the front. Yeah. So you can have them sit up there. You can hunt from the the inside of it, sit sideways against the brush. Um, you know, I'll work on some way to get like a, a, a flip door on there. And there's some companies that make mm-hmm. aluminum ones similar to the style, like, uh, country line boats and all that kind of stuff. So we're somewhat similar to that. Yeah. Well, there's same, the same low profile, really mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. It's really d- derived from the same style. But the cool part is there's like you a whole, know, I wonder if you could use your panels. I've I've been yeah I've been brainstorming. I think I'm gonna have to make something homemade for it if I, if I want to hide in it. Yeah. So, but I don't know. I I want to hear yeah. from people if you guys have ever if you guys have ever used these. If you guys ever used a wood boat, cover uh, a wood. Why can't I say this? I can't. Why can't I think of the words when I'm trying to say it? Fiberglass covered wood boat. Um, if you guys have ever used those or seen them or have friends that have them, stories, how they perform, things to worry about. Like, I'm all new to this. I'm doing a lot of research on this boat, and I'm super excited. So I think it's really, really cool. So now Jordan has two duck boats because he's got a 16-footer that he just got a motor for. Yep. That is a perfect duck boat for every situation that he would need. <laughs> not Maybe not perfect. What, what what situation wouldn't that be perfect for? Um, as far as a duck boat goes, when, whenever I want to use this other little boat, yeah, yeah. If I like, honestly, there's nothing a little boat can do that that big boat can't do. Dude, I feel like I'm going to use that little boat more than the big boat. Well, just because you like it, you may, but I'm just saying that there's this boat was no, was nothing more than a oh my gosh that's cool it's fun I think it'll be <laughs> awesome I'm gonna get it there's right. zero need for it there's yep. nothing that little boat is going to do to benefit you that that 16 footer can't do. I don't think I've ever bought anything when it comes to duck hunting that it was a want and not a need yeah it's like this is a just for me purchase this thing's cool I like it I'll get some cool thumbnails with this bad boy. I'm going to get it. Yeah, that's how that's I just fine. That's how I justify it. I'm like, man, it's going to be awesome on YouTube videos. And like, yeah. you know, like when you buy something that maybe you shouldn't, I shouldn't say shouldn't, but like you don't need it. You just really want it. You just like visualize yourself. Yeah. I like yeah. just visualize myself like just cruising through marshes, like going anywhere mm-hmm. I want to. Got the mud motor behind it. I'm going up shallow rivers. And that I think that that is where it's going to play. And I think there's no way that I that in this boat I can get places. There's no way that this won't happen. Like I will get places with this boat that I can't with that big one. I don't know. You don't Those think so? boats. Well, I mean, those big boats, like our boat, our 18-footer up on plane, it's almost, it can run on, I mean, it can't run on dry ground, obviously. But when you get that thing up on plane, it can go six, eight inches of water. You just can't stop. Yeah. But, I mean, you get those those mud boats on plane, and there's almost no limit to how shallow they can go. Yeah. Uh, but I, what I would say, what I think you should do with that boat is I think you should turn it into a layout boat. And take it on solo hunts up in um, Michigan to that marsh you do in Michigan. Scout that marsh like crazy and find because ultimately that boat. I think you're right. You will be able to get in and out of some places that those some of the bigger boats can't go and find some nooks and crannies at that big marsh up there with that little boat that you can run some solo stuff on where you can just get away. I think that would be a great use for that thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's definitely kind of things I'm thinking of. And then like small rivers where you have like shallow mm-hmm. gravel places where you can't even get up on plane. And that big boat sits mm-hmm. really deep in the water compared to that. Like you can't get on plane when you're in these tiny rivers or it's not really safe to. Um, where this How much does just, that boat weigh? Um, I don't know. If it, if it were stuck on a sandbar, would you be able to move it off by yourself? I think so. The thing is, it's it probably weighs – the guy told me it weighed like 200 um, I moved around oh, like no. has to weigh more than that. And I'm like, there's, there's no way I got it. I mean, I got it out of my truck by myself. Oh, okay. So if you're on a sandbar, see, that's the thing about those bigger boats, like the 16 foot or 18 footer, you can get it up on plane and get shallow. But if you stop, you're screwed. I mean, which happened to us up on the Missouri river one time yeah. we ran, we're up on plane. We ran up straight up onto a sandbar. It took us 45 minutes to move it inch by inch by inch, get it out with that boat. You know, you could run it through and actually stop in some areas that you couldn't with a bigger boat. Yeah, that's you know what, what I'm mean? thinking. Like on those shallow rivers and stuff like that. Like if mm-hmm. I can get, it's because it's almost like a really, really big kayak, right? You know, I think that's yeah. that's yeah. kind of how yeah. it's going to sit. Like in the a, water. I think call it more like a really big layout boat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I guess I, I just meant like how it's going to float in the water. Oh, sure, sure. Like as far as like, I think that if you can like paddle through it with a kayak. You can probably get through with this boat. I don't know for if sure. If you can unload that boat out of your truck by yourself, then absolutely correct. It was I it was heavier than that. It was hard to get it out of the boat by myself. It wasn't easy. But you did it. I did but it. You did it. I did it because I didn't have anybody else around, and I had to get it out of my truck. Your so sixteen footer, you wouldn't be able to do the next day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I just, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yep. it'll be fun to watch. I bet it sure. weighs. I bet it weighs more. I think it probably weighs closer to like three hundred pounds. If I had to guess, yeah, it was. You know. So yeah, I'm super excited about it and, and I'm not messing around. Like I've been grinding, trying to get the whole setup together. So it was like, I did that on Saturday and then Sunday was father's day. We came home, had dinner, um, with wife and kids. And, and then, uh, me and dad went off to sh- the shooting sports. So this is, we're gonna take a brief break from talking about the boat, but there's more to the story. So, but we're going to chronological order here. So me and dad actually went to, um, shoot clays with Hunter and his dad, Hunter and Tim. Um, and I told you I brought that old, old A5. It's pre World War One. No, not my grandpa's one. The well, one that's I the one you traded. That's the one I traded for a bag of decoys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, then I took it to a, a gunsmith, and, and they got it in working condition for like a hundred, <clears throat> like a hundred bucks. So, <clears throat> great, great. A great trade right there. I'll take that trade any day of the week. Yeah, so. for sure. <laughs> um, but this gun is not worth. It's not worth nothing. It's not worth a lot as far as like collectible A fives. It's it's still worth four or five hundred dollars something like that. Um, but like it, to me, it's worth a lot more than that because I will use that as a waterfowl hunting gun. And it's just mind boggling to me that we have this gun that's from like the nineteen twenties. I don't know the exact date. Um, because I don't think they have the records. They just know that it's, if it's in this range, it was made before world war one, because at that point they had to, when the world war happened, they had to switch the factory. Um, but they don't have like the dates for serial numbers back before that day. So, um, it's somewhere in that span of like 1900 to 1930 or whatever. Um, super old gun, but it's just mind boggling that a gun can be that old, still in working condition, um, and it's like, man, the stories this gun could tell, you know, like, yeah, like, can you, I just can't even imagine being in like the 1930s. That gun was around then. Like, well, in hold the, on. When did, when did World War One end? World War Two ended like, uh, 41, right? No, uh, like 40, well, 45 ish. It was 45? Like late 30s. So I think World War One was in the teens and the twenties, wasn't it? If that's pre-World War One, it's going to be before 1915. Hmm. Maybe it's before World War II. I need to re-look at the history because in my mind, yeah, I was yeah, thinking it was the history, um, before 1930. If it's 1930, then that would be before World War II, pre-World War II. Okay. So it's some, it was somewhere in there, early 1900s. It's old. Yeah, it still it's, doesn't it, change. It, yeah, it's a 100-year-old gun, right? And this, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, the A5, historic for waterfowl hunting, for any type of hunting. It's uh, the first semi-automatic model. They ran it all the way to, like, the late 19. 19- like 1900s my grandpa's gun is 1967 and that's an old gun right <laughs> so this one yeah. is from the the early part of the century um but it's just like it's just crazy for me trying to wrap my mind around that that this gun has been through all that and like you know how many hands has it passed through um 
you know, I was how many just, ducks is it killed? Yeah, how many ducks? That's what or pheasants I, or whatever birds. Ducks, pheasants, animals, turkey because it has someone someone uh, drilled and tapped it at some point and put a turkey mount or turkey mount a turkey scope on the gun as well. So, like I said, like the mm-hmm. stories this thing could tell, and that's like how many people in front of me, you know, was that that they put that turkey turkey scope on there and yeah it's just i don't know man like for it's cool. I, I get i get like i get thinking about it i don't most people probably don't get get that way about it but just thinking about all the things this gun's been through all the hunts it's been on and and like i mean there's a whole different scene back then 19 1930s and all that so anyways i took it to the range and i put a i put 90 rounds through it i shot hunter's gun for for one station we shot 100 rounds each um but full fixed choke. And that's one thing we talked about in the stories. Cause like, man, I shot, I shot 78 out of a hundred, which is, um, that's you know, awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, that's great. That's even good. Sporting is hard. Yeah. I've shot better I mean, than that a few times, but that's, that's even good for me. And like when I was, when I hit with that gun, like if I was dead nuts on a shot, like the, <laughs> the clay literally would just like disintegrate. It just, yeah. yeah. It was, it was crazy, especially on like some of those closer ones. Um, but yeah, it just, you know, it brought, brought up a thought with me and I'm like, and we could do even a whole podcast on this, but I just want to know like what the variance is. Like if people shoot full choke, cause we have people come on all the time that say when we do the lightning round, they shoot a full choke. We have people come on all the time that say they shoot improved cylinder. And I'm just like, man, I just want to know the data on it, you know, cause I was, I was shocked. I thought it was going to be a lot harder than it was with a full choke, to be honest. 78 out of 100 on sporting clays is phenomenal with the full with the, choke or any choke. <laughs> yeah, it's like if so, you, if I had a yeah. proof cylinder or whatever. I just don't I just wanted to know if the – because it felt like if I was off, I was like way off. You know, like <laughs> mm-hmm. I could just feel it. Like I would just like pull it or something like that. And if I was on, it just didn't – it's like it doesn't matter. You're just going to – like, you know, you're going to hit them. So – I just, I don't know. I just want to, I, I would like to do a hundred rounds with every choke. Honestly, I probably won't with all the other stuff I got going on this season. Maybe at some point I will just, just so I could get the data and kind of, even then the sample size is how much difference each choke makes. Like, I think what you were explaining to me as is like, if you were able to shoot a thousand out of each choke, how, what would be the difference in out of a thousand, an improved versus a full, would it be like, you know, 750 versus 720 out of a thousand would it be 700 out of a thousand versus 600 what would the actual numbers play out to be to the different chokes in kills or hits right yeah yeah and just and then just be it'd be it'd be cool data to see because it just feels like everybody in waterfowl we have on we have like we have some of the top people in the industry they say full choke we have top people in industry that say um improved cylinder you know so it's like Mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I'm just I'm just curious. I'm like, how much of a difference does it really make? Because if we have people on that big of a spectrum, and it just it, just, it like it just feels like we never know when we ask people, and it's yeah. it's not like weighted one way or the other. It's just very all over the place, which doesn't make sense to me. I feel like there should yeah. be a right answer to all this, but there's just so many opinions, and you know, I don't know. A little, little bit of a little bit of a bunny trail here, but I keep forgetting to say it. So when we're talking about difference in birds, did you see the data that I sent you um, on um, big duck hunts, bismuth versus steel? It, it was. It turned out that with steel, I over the last so two years with steel, two years with bismuth, I lost two and a half percent, two and a half times more birds during big duck hunts with steel than bismuth. Hmm. It was no, it was five to two, but still, it it was two and a half times more birds with with steel. Yeah, during only big, not well, I took the teal hunts out, and, and that's what it equaled. It yeah. was two and a half times more birds lost. Yeah, that's a that's significant for sure. That's significant. Small sample size, but with the sample we've got, that's really significant. Two yeah. and a half times more. So anyway, I want to throw that in there because I kept forgetting to mention it. Awesome. All right. So yeah, that kind of just covers that kind of covers what I was talking about that Hunter actually beat me. So Hunter was, I mean, he was shooting his mid range choke, um, not to like take anything. He was, he was shooting really well. Um, mm-hmm. and I told him, man, if I don't see this in waterfowl, I'm going to be, <laughs> be after because he was, he was on fire. He shot 87 out of a hundred. 
Dang, that's almost just not missing at all. Oh, that's what it felt like, man. Like I just felt like yeah. there's no way. I started off slow. This is the first time I ever shot that's that gun. So good. That's, that's so good. I think that's the best I've ever um, had with somebody. Uh, I think I've had one time someone shot 88, but that's right around wow. the best I've ever had with somebody um, that I've shot with. And there's there's guys that go out there all the time. They go through the they go through the courses all the time. Like as far as like the setups, um, mm-hmm. and those. Uh, sometimes we will let those people play through. Like I don't, I don't actually shoot with those guys very often. Um, cause it's, it's very set up like a golf course, right? You have station, station, station. If you're like mm-hmm. with a bigger group mm-hmm. and you have a group of two behind you, you can just let them play through. That's what I call it. Cause I'm a golfer. Um, but you let them pass you up on the course so that they're not just stuck behind you while you have four people going through each station. Um, oh, really? oh. yeah, that way. Cause if they only have two people, it takes them half as long. Might yeah. as well. Just watch mm-hmm. them two on one station, and then they just keep going past you. So, um, sure. but we I've seen some guys that have like the whole setup. They have like a a push guard with like four guns, and like they wear the vest wow. and have like the little uh, little attachment um, pockets. Like it's like a big, it's almost like a yeah. a pocket you see like on like someone who does like a um, like woodworking or something like that, or um, mm-hmm. someone that does construction. So, and they just drop their shells in there and all that kind of stuff, and. Or pull shells out of them, whatever. Anyways, those guys are really good. Um, yeah. But just uh, as far as like... They do it competitively, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if they just do it for fun or if they do leagues or what. Mm-hmm. Um, but as oh, far as like... Fun doing leagues, wouldn't it? Oh, oh yeah. So much fun. Again, that'd be another thing later on that I'd love to do. You know, trim a dog more, yeah. do like a shooting a shooting uh, club or something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, back to our scores. Hunter, Hunter just crushed us all. Shot 87 out of 100. I just, I just was, I just was missing too many here and there. And I shot 70 out of a hundred with the full choke. And then, um, dad and Tim, you know, they did, they did all right, but you know, they're a little what bit, were they, what did shoot? What um, uh, I think I can I, tell you right now, I can tell you right now on the one time I have done sporting plays once and I shot 50%. It's not easy. I yeah. felt good about it too. Yeah. I, I actually only shot 50%. I think my dad was uh, like mid fifties and Tim was like mid sixties. Mm-hmm. So nothing it's hard oh yeah so have is. you shot because have you ever shot because you've got sporting clays and then you've got skeet and then you've uh, and then you've got um oh you did sporting clays um what's the one that, so there's three different types there's skeet sporting clays and then there's the one where it just goes straight away from you i can't remember what that's called i think maybe that's just called clays i don't even know man i have <laughs> for me have I you just, ever shot skeet i've i've done i think i've done everything so i don't i have no idea okay. though I've done like turkey okay, shoots so and all ask that. You to, to compare the difference between uh, the difficulty between skeet and, and sporting clays, but if you I think really remember, that. I think sporting clays is probably the most is the most enjoyable, and it's the mm-hmm. I would say it's the most it has the potential to be the most difficult um, because mm-hmm. um, even with like uh, the 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 skeet shooting, which is usually like a stationary device, and they might they have a, they have called like a wobbler where it's always going left to right and up and down. So you never know where it's going to go, but it's just like, it'll be out. Like either it can be like run under you or it can be out in front of you like 10 yards. Um, well, no, Skeet's got the two houses. It's got house on the left house on the right. And you've got concrete slab stations that you rotate to. So there's actually, there's, Oh, that's what, that's houses. what, I, that's what I call sporting clays, but. Well, sporting clays, it's it's hunting simulation on a course where these are just like oh. two fixed houses facing each other. And then you've got a, about, I don't know how many stations you've got in between, um, I think 10 to 12 stations that just move around this one spot where sporting clays, like you said, it's like a golf course where you can move okay. throughout and they're simulating all sorts of different. Gotcha. Different hunting. Yeah. So the, the only two I've guess I've done is where they have like a wobbler where it's a stationary device and they have a line of where shooters can be. And I've done it like for Turkey shoots and that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. um, where it'll shoot out you say pool and it shoots out. You don't know if it's going to go low or high or left or right. Cause it's always Mm -hmm. moving around. It's moving around, moving around. And then when you say pool, wherever it's at, it goes off. So, Oh, okay. I've never done that. Yeah. That's, that's, I've done that. And, and then the sporting clays, that's my favorite where it's like, it's more like a a hunt simulation because the stations can be anywhere. They can move the houses around so it can mm-hmm. be to the left to the right you can have crossing shots and the way when we yeah. set it up you go to each station you, you shoot a single and then you shoot another single and then they do what they call repeats where a single goes off and as soon as you shoot that single then the other one starts going and then you shoot that so you shoot it mm-hmm. and as soon as you shoot the next single comes out 
and then you have time to get on that. So you do that twice, and then you get to the end. So that's through six shots. And your last two are doubles, where both both those singles go at the same time. And you got to figure out which one you're going to shoot first, like by the timing. And sometimes, like they're both going to be like super fast. By the time you shoot one, the other one might be like crashing into a tree or going hitting the ground. And that's really when it gets hard. And that's that's the ones you miss because the doubles a lot of times are hard to get on the next shot. So. Yeah. And then we man, did. You and Hunter killed it, man. You and Hunter, I just can't. I don't think I would ever shoot eighty-seven. If if we get you up here again, man, we got to get you to go out there. It's so much fun, man. I would. I wish I could do yeah. that like every weekend. Yeah, I bet. So, uh, but yeah, I think that pretty much covers everything I was thinking on. You, you were going to come back around to the boat. You said you got. You had. You're saying you're doing. Oh yeah, yeah. Order, and you're going to yeah. come back around to the boat. Yeah. So hitting hitting I'd up like the boat from there. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, Next thing I had to do was get a motor for the boat. So um, that was so we went Saturday. I picked up the boat. I went to the chief thing. To the, but you just got a motor for the other boat. You haven't talked about that. So no, actually, you, the motor I have for the got, didn't you just get a new motor? No, I I didn't. So um, I kind of had to you make put the old one on. Yeah, I put the old motor on. I have a twenty three horse long tail that I had been using. I'm gonna try it on the boat. I think it'll be fine. It's a 16 footer. I used it last year on my other 16 footer, which was a lot lighter, but um, yeah. I mean, it flew on that. So I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be fine. And that was kind of my thought on it. I'm like, and so actually, I sold the outboard that was on that boat and I put on the mud motor and they used the money that I sold the outboard to buy the other duck boat. So that's how that happened. <laughs> Instead of, <laughs> so I you bought that boat. 23 on the new boat. I maybe I, 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 yeah, I'm scared, that. man. If I hit a log, like we'd just disintegrate. <laughs> yeah, you just fly, just keep going. I'd I'd be sitting there with the yeah. mud motor still just pushing me. I'd be floating in the air. <laughs> yeah. So so I got that mud motor on the first duck boat, and that thing's ready to go. Obviously, I got to I I got to do some other stuff for the duck boat build on that one. Um, but then the new boat. So new boat. I got that on Saturday. Shot clays on Sunday and then Monday. So I'm looking for mud motors, looking for different things. I'm, so I decided that what I'm going to try, because this is like a 14 foot, it's got a narrow, slim profile. Um, I got another long tail. So I got a 13 horse long tail. And like I literally saw it. I went after work. Actually, I got home. I mowed the grass, everything. And by the time like the guy got with me, it was like seven o'clock. And I'm like, give me 30 minutes. Actually, no. So he said, I messaged him and said, Hey, will you take this price on it? And so, I mean, I came down a little bit from what he was asking. Um, so I feel like I got, I feel like I got a good deal on it. Um, and (laughs) he said, how soon can you get it? And I'm like, uh, I I mean, I could be there tonight. Like (laughs) he's like, if you come tonight, I'll give you that price. And so I'm like, all right. And so I did like a, it was like a a five hour round trip. (laughs) Got home. I got home at like almost one o'clock. So your wife must hate you. Nah, she doesn't hate me. She, she understands, man. I, I have to just say that, man, she's so understanding when I'm like, uh, she's cool when I, cause I'm crazy. I'm literally crazy sometimes. You know what I mean? Like when I do stuff like this, I'm going a little, like Mm -hmm. most people would call me crazy, but like to me, it's just the right amount of crazy. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) So, uh, but she's super understanding. Like, that's all I can say. Cause I know that a lot of people's wives would be like, um, I'm getting on them like pretty bad, you know, or I don't even know what the right yeah. words are. Um, An unhappy giving them grief. wife is not fun. Yeah. Mine's giving them, giving them grief is the best way to say it. Like I literally showed she knows up your passion. She knows what your goals are and she's yeah. behind you. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Super supportive. So, yeah. um, but yeah, I, cause I literally showed up like, I didn't know I was going to buy that boat. Like I, the didn't, I decided like the night before, at like eleven o'clock, that I was gonna go look at it. So I didn't like. I literally just showed up to my house with that new boat. Like, <laughs> so, um, like I said, super understanding. Um, because because that's a little crazy. But anyway, so I got the I got a thirteen horsepower long tail. Um, that I'm gonna try on the boat. I think it'll I think it'll be good. So I didn't know you bought you. So you bought a, a thirteen horse long tail. Yep. I didn't realize that. Yep. Okay, so now you've got two long tails. So now I got, <laughs> I got the second long tail okay. for that. So I'm going to try it out. If I have to, I could like, if it's not enough, 
then worst case scenario, I'll try to put that 23 horse on the new duck boat and in between hunts, I'll just swap them because it should work. Mm-hmm. Sure. Worst case, but best case is I have two long tails, like two is better than one. So, um, that's where I'm at with that. And keeping all this stuff driveway. <laughs> it's in, uh, yeah. You live in a homeowners association area. I'd probably Take be in trouble, don't. man. Cause I have a, yeah, I think you like, would. <laughs> I got like, I, I got two duck boats, the school bus, like <laughs> <laughs> you'd be out, man. You'd be having people complain about you all the time. Oh man. Plus you're out doing stuff at five 30 in the morning, working on that build. Yep. Yeah, bus bill. At least I don't think you're doing that anymore. I think you wimped out on that. Well, this so since <laughs> I started doing this, like it, uh, it definitely has hurt my progress. So the last the last piece though I had to get the last piece I had to get is a trailer. So it was unbelievably hard to to find a trailer without a boat and and like hey we yeah. sell it separately no and I mean I get that because excuse me because like it's just hard to sell a boat without a trailer. Um, and nobody has them for sale. Like I guess everybody just buys them up if they come up on the market. So I finally found one, and um, the guy would not sell his trailer without the boat. So you don't want that boat without a trailer. What are you gonna do with a boat without a trailer? I don't know, but like I don't want these junker He's just boats. Trying to get rid of it. There's like these no, terrible. He doesn't, he doesn't want it either. Yeah. So there's these terrible boats. From the looks of that Marco Polo, you got a junker trailer. Yeah. I, okay. It looked a little bit like once I just take off like all the garbage he had on there. Like he had like rags like rags electrically taped on there to like not hit the sides of the boat it's like man like i'm gonna do it right you know i'm gonna get the padding and stuff you need not time not extra time and my extra time do that i mean how hard is it to take a piece of padding and like zip tie it on there or whatever you know what i mean opposed to the thing you gotta do taking like a kitchen rag and putting electrical tape around it you know what i mean (laughs) everything takes longer than you think you know that yeah but i think i got have you ever done anything you're like wow that took less time than I thought it would. <laughs> Not very often. Yeah. Uh, these podcasts every week, man. <laughs> yeah. We do the water father's guide. All right. This is going to be 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, no, that was another 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, so now, now I got the task of uh, refurbishing, <laughs> bringing back to life a trailer and then I can put my boat on it. And then when I get the boat on there, I can put the mud motor on it and then I can take it all to the BMV and get everything registered and pay Uncle Sam lots of tax money, and then I can get it on the water. Because, you know, we have to pay the government for the right to own something. Yeah, we do, I guess. It's crazy, but that's another podcast topic. So that's what that's yeah. what I've been doing for, for, um, for duck hunting, man. So you can tell, like, after doing all that, it's just like, yeah, I got some duck depression. I'm ready to get out there. Your videos are pretty much done, aren't they? No. You got a bunch in progress? I've I've worked I got a bunch that I got done, but like for I mean like the Snake Swamp series, like I got to keep churning on those. Um, you know, you I got to make your Oh, let me let me see if I can add these up. Okay, so you've got to <laughs> redo your whole bus um build, right? Yep. Which you're not even what do you think you're like 20% done on that? 15% done on that? <laughs> 20 uh like 25. Okay. That's probably generous. So you've got no, how like many time are you time wise time wise time wise okay how how much how many blinds are you building at the snake swamp um, minimum of one <laughs> <laughs> no well how many have you said you're going to build at the I got enough barrels snake. to do two all right so no no you said four at one point in time. oh there's uh, yeah there's I, but I didn't necessarily plan to do them all this year. Okay, so you down? You think? So you're looking that you're going to build one blind up? I will. I will at minimum. I have to, to do one with like what what I've like made these videos and kind of committed to the people who are following along with it. Like okay. I, I have to make one. I 100 percent have to make one. And you've got to figure out a blind for the 16 foot boat. No, I'll just. I'm right. using the beaver tail for that. Okay, so that's but that, you got to brush that. You got to brush it. No, that's no, that, you, that's, set. that's that's set. set. That boat's literally. If I, if season opened up tomorrow, I could put it on the water. Um, oh, I did I did forget on Friday as well. I took that the whole boat and the the mud motor over to the local um, uh, Amish mechanic <laughs> that works on lawn mowers. So it's yeah. all tuned up. So that thing will be that thing. If if season opened up tomorrow, that thing would be on the water, purring like a cat with an oh, awesome sweet. blind. Sweet. 
Sweet, sweet. So yeah. You're set on that. You're set. set on that. Well, I got so one thing set. So with your secondary boat, if you run out of... See, I think you need to prioritize here with what you're doing, right? Because you want to make sure things are done by season. Because it probably... You might be able to get everything done, but I think you need to prioritize what's mo- what is the most important thing that you really want done by season. Yeah. See, I think I can get... If I prioritize, I think that I'm all right. It's just I'm not going to get as much done as I want. Like, I need that second boat on the trailer in working condition with the motor tested mm-hmm. to make sure that I can get around with it. Like I don't have to hide in it. I can just use it on hunts where I'm going to like hide on the bank or, or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, or on river hunts, which is a lot easier to, to hide from the over, overhanging trees and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that, that one is get, get it on the trailer, get, get the trailer working, get it on there, get the mud motor on there. I got all the pieces. It's just assembling it. You know what I mean? Um, so that mm-hmm. should that shouldn't be too much more, honestly. You know, a couple of days of work on that. Yeah. Um, I I I got to build one blind, like you said. That's a good solid week of work. Um, mm-hmm. I gotta and there's other stuff I got to do. Snake swamp. Sleep in the bus. You got to be able to sleep in the bus. Yeah. Right. And then yeah, like you said, the still the biggest time thing of all is the bus and um. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm still I'm still turning around. Like it's not like that stuff's at a standstill. I have um I have a appointment taking it to a mechanic to have everything tuned up um on the bus. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm I am almost done with the demolition. Like I am ninety percent done with the demolition, and then from there it is um getting that scheduled spray foamed, and then um actually before I do that, I'm gonna have to frame it out with a uh, um with wood. And then from there, get it spray foamed. And then all I got to do is put the floor on it, put the walls on it, put the ceiling on it, and put a bed in there. And then that is like my bare minimum I have to have done before season. Because at that point, I can take it places, sleep in it, use it, and we'll be good to Mm -hmm. go. But like you said, yeah, it's like everything in life. Like you said, it it just takes longer than you think. And but the thing is, yeah, I I'm in a really good. I feel like I'm in a really good. I have really good problems to have, right? Like I have too many waterfall things to do in the yeah, off season. It's so it's all fun. Oh yeah, yeah. it's you're you're in, you're. I can tell you're thoroughly enjoying all. This I'm projects. I'm like a kid and, on Christmas you know, right it now. Keeps life non boring. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's oh, why yeah. I don't think you really have duck depression. I think that I, you are more like really excited. <laughs> When I get duck depression, I'm like lethargic and actually a little sad on a daily basis. That, no, that's how I don't it, get it anymore. That's how it hit me. That's how it hit me just for a few days, though. Like, I really, really wanted to get out there while I'm like shooting my gun. Like, I smell the gunpowder. I've got this mm-hmm. new boat. I'm like, oh man, it'd be so awesome to be on the river with a mallard cupping in instead of shooting these stupid yeah. orange things. And like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and uh, cupping into your set. Yeah, yeah, that's death. Just the feeling I had while I was doing all this work. Then I thought about all the work I have to do, and I was overwhelmed again. And that took that yeah. actually took away my duck depression. I'm not gonna lie, because it just <laughs> it, it kicked me into gear. I'm like, oh man, I need a longer off season. What am I thinking? <laughs> yeah, I hear you. So, hear so you. let's let's. I, you've been uh, you've been uh, hitting up the duck hunting stuff too. So let's let's hear about um, what you got going on. Um, so what we've been working on this week is just finishing the boat blunt. Okay. You hear me? All right. Hello. Yeah. Check. Got it. Okay. Sorry. So we've been working on the boat blind build. So we had, I had a friend, my friend, Charlie, um, when we were looking at his boat blind, he's like, you know, here's mine. I, I made it myself. I made like five of these. If you guys want me to help you with it, I'm like, yeah, let's do it. So we've built over the last week, uh, the last couple of weeks, we've gotten all the materials and we've, we just, just finished the boat line built. And so I'm so excited about that and um, got that done. And just this week we, we have finished the actual blind part for us. We were using a ghillie blind um, blanket from this website who actually double charged me and I'm not gonna give their name, but I'm not happy with them because I, I can't get this guy to contact with me. But anyway, the best non natural blind material I've ever seen. So we've got that every, the only last thing we need to do with the boat is we're putting in like this camo type, of flooring on it so that if it's icy it's it's not slick but we've got that all done and um, which it's and it's gonna be i I am really really excited to hunt out of a boat blind because with my dad being 77 
I don't know if I've said this on the podcast or not. The reason we're doing all this stuff is I told him, I said, look, either we are going to trans have to transition to some boat blind hunts or you're not going to be able to go anymore. Cause he just can't walk around the marsh anymore. And so we have to find a way to make it easier for him. And so I said, if it were up to me, honestly, I wouldn't, we, I wouldn't have the money to go down this path and I, it wouldn't be my desire to go down this path because I love the way we do it. We go layout boats, layout boats and, and or a frames. And, but uh, you know, with my dad, it's like you either make this transition and we start making it easier for you, or you're just not going to be able to come. So we went through this whole process. Um, I want to, I want to add something real quick. We're going to use and, and all of that. And, and now that is completely done. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So I don't, I don't want to cut you off cause you got, you got a good groove going, but I have to say that, um, uh, you have, you've definitely made a big kind of, um, roundabout i feel on on kind of this and i think it all started with hunting with a-frames because boat blind style is very similar mm-hmm. to a-frames and then talking to phil mm-hmm. conkey and all that kind of too i'm sure that that helped uh, but i think if you never hunted out of a-frames you just wouldn't have the amount of belief that you have that you can get it done in a boat blind it might not be preferable but you're willing to kind of go down that that route and i do have a feeling that after you do it a while, you'll there'll be some times where you prefer to do it in a boat blind. Like personally, when it does have nothing mm-hmm. to do with um, doing it for the sake of, of having the ability to take your, your dad out and more hunts. I think at some point beyond that, you're still going to have some places where you'll utilize it as a tool because it, it does work in some places. Um, and it's as far as, I mean, it's the best solution. Oh, I, I absolutely agree with you. There was a point in our lives where my dad and I, this came more from my dad to me, but we were actually a little bit, I don't know what the right word for it is. I wouldn't say we looked down on boat blinds, but we, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, boat blinds, you can't, you can't get them like we get them in a boat blind. What's kind of the thing, you know? And, and I still do believe that a pound for pound layout boat versus boat blind, you're going to get more ducks to finish in a low profile, completely brushed because, because a layout boat, you can, you can brush it to the point where there's nothing there in a layout in a, in a boat blind. I mean, I know there's sometimes that you can, I've seen some crazy ones, but they're not low profile. They're just not quite as, you know, as consistent, I would say at getting the duck's feet down as a layout boat would, but I, you're right. I've come full circle on it. There was a point in time where it's like, that was a frames. It was Phil Conkey. It was talking about farmer who used a boat blind. So it was talking, talking it out on the podcast. And certainly my attitude towards boat blinds is, is absolutely shifted in the, in the last 10 years. So, um, and I'm, I'm 48 now, man. I mean, there's a point in time where I needed to be a little bit easier too. Yeah. And on some hunts where I'm in the kayak and I'm paddling upwind pulling an A-frame behind me or whatever, or all the decoys behind me. And like, we had one hunt this year, the hunt actually that you reviewed um, on that hunt, the wind was blowing so hard. And I was pulling the A-frame going out because we had to have the A-frame because my dad, we weren't laying out because my dad just can't do it anymore. I couldn't, I couldn't even paddle into that wind anymore. I had to actually get up and walk it because the wind was too strong for me. Yeah. So on those hunts, would I rather hop into a boat blind? Because I promise you that hunt, we could have done every bit as good out of the boat blind we have now as we did out of the A-frame. Yeah. If not better, because we may be able to brush it a little bit better than we had that day. Yeah. So absolutely. I totally agree with you. I'm going to get to the point where I think, and I'm really excited about it now that I just really like it and I want to do it. Now, I don't want to boat blind hunt every hunt at all. I still want to use layout boats sometimes because there's just, we've talked about it before. There's something, you know, that you've done it with Josh There's something about laying on your back, being totally hidden, being ground level. That's super cool, right? There just is. Oh yeah. But I think the older I get, the more I'm going to want to do that boat blind stuff. And I mean, there is, as long as my dad can handle the weather with this boat blind, there's no age that he can get to where he can't come, whether he can shoot or not. It's just, if you can step into the boat, you can come on the hunt. Yeah, because that you whip down there, throw the decoys out, the blinds made. We're not going to do much brushing. We're going to be able to cook in there. We may even sleep in there from time. I don't know. So the more the more that we get into this, and I, I love our boat blind build. It's got four doors that flip down, and I love it. I'm I'm really really excited. I'm way more excited about it than I expected myself to be. I have to say. Yeah, I'm I'm right through with you. I can't wait to see the videos you put out on it. And I was thinking, man, that blind would mm-hmm. look really good on my new. Uh, duck torpedo so <laughs> yeah i'm sure it would yeah i'm sure it would. it'd be a good option for that so that's so. that's super cool but uh that's not yeah. the only so addition the other, 
Nope. We, we have, uh, we've done so much this year. So we just went today and picked up the new mud motor. So we went through that process as well um, of deciding, are we going to get a new mud motor or should we stick it out with our mud buddy 45, which if you watch my videos, you've seen, we've had some issues with that over the, over the years. And, and so we ended up getting a go devil 35 horsepower uh, surface drive, which is sitting in the back of my truck right now. Cause the boat is at the welder getting a few little things. We're actually putting in a, um, a, a bar <clears throat> that when you drive it, you can hold. Cause that's actually the most dangerous part of our boats is that if you're standing, sometimes oh, those yeah. surface drives, you have to stand up to operate them. Yeah. And if you don't have bar. something to hold on to, yeah, and so we're putting that and grab bar put on there because if ever I, I'm going to get thrown out of the boat, it's going to be because I'm operating without a grab bar. Yep. And so anyway, it, and we've got that Go Devil 35 in the back of my truck right now, so it's just a matter of um, getting the boat back. We got to swap motors, which I've those things are like 400 pounds, so I'm probably just going to have my farmer friend the Heim help me out swap motors, sell the old mud buddy, which I got to get that listed. And so, but like I was telling you before we got on, I mean, those go devils, it's a little simpler motor. So it doesn't have an automatic tilt and trim. It doesn't have a clutch. So it's just a simpler motor with less moving parts that will hopefully have less small mechanical issues yep. over the years than our, than our last one had. But it's, it's cool looking that thing. I was surprised for, cause I, I guess, you know, the newer these motors get, they just, they look newer and they look cooler. This one looks yeah, cooler. fresh out of the <laughs> box, man. Fresh out of the box mm -hmm. too. Like you said, a brand new. That thing's gonna look cool. So yeah, um, and we both have yeah. Go Devils now because that's what my uh, long tail is. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Yep. Definitely a good so name I'm, too. I'm making that video. I did a whole video. Did a whole video about it going down there and filmed the travel, talking to my dad about our years with the motors and. Filmed them loading it on, and then the last part of the video will be actually on the water with it, you know. So nice. I've got about oh, I've got about fifteen videos in progress right now. That's that's what I spent my day today doing is going through my calendar and be like, okay, this video, what all do I need to do on this one? Because literally, I bet you I have ten to fifteen videos in progress, and then another five with footage of that I haven't even started started yet. So it's it's feels overwhelming having that much loose <laughs> that many um uh raffia because i want i do want to fill in our blind with raffia just to make it a little bit fuller and then i've got to buy some technology a few extra technology things that some extra batteries and stuff i'm just thinking of but i don't i my pro my project the big projects are really the boat blind was the really the big off-season project and that's almost done so uh, nice I don't have near as much going on as you do <laughs> well we do what we can. I don't know. I don't yeah. know what to tell you. <laughs> so, yeah. no, that's awesome, man. I'm Makes right there with you. Fun. Makes off season fun. I think this is the busiest I've ever been just in my life. So, I can't imagine you being busier because then we're doing the podcast. We're doing Patreon Waterfowl's Guide. We're just putting content on Patreon. We're making videos. It's it's a go, 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 man. Yeah. Every waking moment, moment right now. So, you know having fun and that's what you know we talk we talk about this but it's like um when people watch our our waterfowl videos or listens to the podcast i think a little bit gets lost to people is like how much time and effort goes in i mean this is our oh man we've got we've got regular jobs right which we hope that we can go full-time at some point but i think people get lost a little bit on how much effort goes into all of this stuff yeah you know, yeah that we do to crank out all the stuff we crank out yeah there's definitely you know it's it's like you said but there's no way we could do it too without the passion because we have so much passion for it and so much love for for duck hunting the sport and 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 all that right it's just if we didn't have it there's no way yeah it's fun there's no way like we're not no no you think i'd rather be doing yard work yeah i hear you yeah. So honey do honey do list. Oh, thank man. Let's do it. This is what we want to be doing. This yeah. is what we're excited about. But it's hard work, but it's fun. It's yeah. That boat line build was a blast. You got to be passionate about it. And, and we're a little hardcore. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of our listeners probably follow in suit. We got a lot of hardcore listeners on the podcast. Because if you're listening to a duck hunting podcast right now at the end of June, you know, um, or whenever you're listening to this, then you're hardcore too. So 
Um, Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Well, you got anything else to add? Are you, are you good to wrap this one up? No, I got some Georgie stuff I could talk oh, about. Oh, yeah. But I'm... Let's, nah, we don't need to go over that now. We, we'll hit that hit that down the road. Okay. I'm worn out. <laughs> Long day. I hear you. All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles. Ellie from Freelance Duck Hunting. Guys, stay with us. Off season is coming to an end. Well, not really. I guess we still got a while. It's too well, soon for me to say we that. Got quite a bit of time, <laughs> we man. still got we, we still got, got way too long. Oh man! But it <laughs> season will be here eventually. We'll be we'll be tagging there along with you through all the duck depression, sharing our projects and progress and everything else. We got some awesome guests lined up. Stay tuned, fellas. I'm Jordan Duck and Chronicles. Ellie from Freelance Duck Honey. We'll see you guys on the next one.